Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hi, welcome to Teaching Tuesday. This is Psychic Medium Renee Richards, and it's take two. Um, I'm here with Elaine Rayner, who is a multi-gifted psychic medium, healer, and artist. And um, I'm, I, she's a very dear friend also, so I'm so glad that she is here with me. She's a wonderful person. So I would like to read you what Elaine has written. My first awareness of the spirit world was at the age of three. I had heightened senses about people, places, and the elementals. I always spent much of my time in the crack between the worlds. It was a natural place for me to go. My ancestry is European. My maternal side is Czechoslovakian, and paternal side is Romanian. My paternal grandmother, Bessie, accessed psychic information through her dream state. She was paramount to me as I intuitively knew she understood me and my world. I was devastated when my grandmother suddenly died and I was only six years old. I have always seen, felt, and heard her with me from the other side, which has been a saving grace. I learned early on there is no real death of the soul or spirit, only the vehicle which houses the physical form. I have many dear friends and family members who are on the other side, including my father, who always has my back. I am ever so grateful for the regular visitations in my life. I receive daily guidance, strength, laughter, inspiration, and comfort along with the love that they have for me. Undeniably, their love is ever-present. So I welcome Elaine. Hi, Elaine. And I want... Hi, I would like um, her to tell us about her healing certifications, um, acupressure, and so go ahead, because I can't say them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm certified in two different forms of acupressure meridian therapy. That's like acupuncture without the needles. And the two different forms I'm certified in is called Jinshin Dao and Emei Qi Gung. And the other certification is alchemical hypnotherapy. It's uh, similar to doing journeying work. Uh, and, you know, clinical hypnotherapy just has a different lean to it. They're both wonderful. But the alchemical um, really spoke to me uh, because it's much more on the metaphysical uh, bent, and that's my lean. So and and I became a Reiki master. Uh, that was back in I don't know, I believe it was. And I worked with some shamans, a Peruvian shaman, Oscar Moro Casada, as well as a Hawaiian shaman, 
Um, Grandmaster Fu Wei Zhong. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's who I got my certification with in uh, Ime Medical Qigong. Oh, wow. Um, and then you had uh, several Native American shamans and wisdom keepers that since you were a child. So you have been seeing spirit for a long time. A very long time. I'm right. consciously made aware at the age of three. I mean, that's when I could first speak to it, that, oh, yeah, I used to talk with them all the time. And I just thought everybody did. But then nobody was talking like they were. So I <laughs> to myself. <laughs> that's so cute. I know that feeling. You think that since it happens to you, you know, because you're your whole reality pretty much and your parents, but eh, forget them. And, um, but, yeah, you think everyone is like you, and then you kind of figure it out that, oh, not everybody sees and hears all this stuff. So now tell us what happened in 1999 um, with the Dalai Lama. In 1999 was when I went on a healing uh, trip that was uh, organized, and people from all over the world signed up for it. So I flew to India because I just knew I needed to be a part of this group. And we were doing a lot of shamanic techniques, a lot of meditation. And our, our uh, a goal that we had was to somehow meet with the Dalai Lama. And so we meditated. And on the second day, a guru who at the time he was 67 years old and he, he scaled mountains like he was a gazelle, the most elegant, agile man I'd ever seen. And he said he was in meditation and had a vision about our group and was instructed to come be with us. And he became a guide for us and took us to some very sacred sites. Uh, while this was all going on, there was a, a big holiday. I can't remember the name of the holiday, but you had to be given an invitation in order to get in. And the Dalai Lama was speaking, and they had a VIP area because he was speaking in his native tongue, so they had translators. And uh, all of a sudden, these invitations arrived for each and every one of us. We still don't know how that happened, but we got them. And we went, and we thought that we hit the jackpot, like, does it get any better? Well, it actually did. Because when we were leaving Ladakh, which that's at the northern border of the Tibetan Himalayan border, and then we were going to go to Dharamsala, which happens to be where the Dalai Lama lives, we board the plane, and who's on the plane? His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. We couldn't believe it. And, you know, it was like, like, oh, my God. It was just like one miracle after another. And he asked us why our group came to, to to India, what was the purpose? And we said because we really wanted to learn about the compassion. Because I tell you what was so stunning, you would see little children, three years old, four years old, walking hand in hand, arm in arm, such love. It was unbelievable, and it just permeated everywhere. And And when he heard that we wanted to take the teachings back, invited us to his house for a private audience with him. So wow. that was pretty, pretty miraculous. <laughs> and then um, 
Somebody gave you a name. Yes, um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, the Dalai Lama. It was. He's the second. Second in line. His, uh, the Rinpoche that I was blessed to have met as well. Um, I got clear instruction, and mind you, I'm not a very outward person. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing, ask him for your Tibetan name. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. I, you know, we're all sitting in quiet meditation. I'm not getting And he doesn't speak the language. I had to get the translator. Well, my guides would not leave me alone. They said, get up now. And I was like, oh, my God. And I got up, and I, <laughs> and I went to the and said, please excuse me. I said, I, I'm being guided to ask this, and please forgive me. If it's out of line, but I, my guides are telling me, and so I'm following through. I've been told I need to receive my Tibetan name. I said, could you translate that for me? And they did immediately, and he he immediately gave me my Tibetan name with the biggest hug and the biggest smile. And it, it happens to be his name, Lobsang Shodan, that he gave me the female version of his name. Oh, wow. I know, I nearly passed out. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was going to get, like, young budding tree or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how am I ever going to live up to this one, you know. So I've got my work cut out for me, but um, it was it was pretty amazing. So Corrine um, in the chat room has asked, what does it mean? Your heart I- in, in the Dharma. Her. And I will tell you, so I met Elaine. Um, I, did I give you a reading on Blog Talk? Is that how we met? How the heck did we meet? Um, all I know, go ahead. Yeah, that, that was it. Okay, and then you and contacted me. Because we just knew, it was like we knew each other. You know, you were like, I know you and I know you, you know, on another level. <laughs> And then, but I, it was when I looked at your picture, um, I was so overwhelmed, it brought tears to my eyes, and I could feel it. It was so strong. The love was so incredible. And I saw, and this peacefulness that came from it, and I was like, what is this? You know, what's going on? And I knew it was just connecting at a real deep soul level, that maybe a lot of the things that you had been through, some, I don't, I, I understood, or I don't know, I just had this instant knowing of you. And I almost feel like your family, you know, I get that. <laughs> it's like, I feel this, it was just so much love. And um, I was like, wow, this is really special. And uh, so then we were we were friends after that. And she has to kick me in the butt every now and then, because everybody knows how I am about, phone calls <laughs> so, so, so maybe it's been two months or three months and I'm like oh yeah yeah okay okay and I have to really make an effort I just have this problem with and even like time you know time goes by I don't realize how much time goes by so you were three when all this started happening about three years old and then you 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 just thought it was normal but then when did you know that you were you went uh oh I'm different well, I, I, I want to stay in the three-year age category because 
I was also talking with the elementals. Like I would, I would talk with the oak trees and the pine trees and pine cones and rocks all the time. Like they were my friends. It was just natural. And when I was in first grade, I remember it was recess, and I went running outside because there were woods there, and the honeysuckles were in bloom, and they were talking to me. And they were like my friends. I couldn't wait to go talk with them. They had a lot to tell me. And I went running and talking to the honeysuckles, and my teacher yelled at me. And uh, it really dampened my spirit because I felt like I was scolded for talking with my friends, the flowers, Mm -hmm. and she didn't understand, but it really impacted me. Ah, so so you knew to start keeping it quiet, right? Absolutely, yep. So from that time, I really kept it, you know, close to my heart, and I was like, well, nobody else is talking to me that they talk to acorns and pine cones and flowers and they see spirits. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I went real quiet for a, a real long time. Uh, when did your parents know uh, what you were experiencing? And, you know, how old were you, like when you confided in your mother? Because you had wonderful parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm so blessed. Well, my dad's in spirit. My mom, uh, thankfully, is still here, and we're as close as close can be. I still, well, I tested the waters because when I was 14, I got very interested in astrology. And I thought, oh, this is just the best. And I thought, this will fly, you know, because it's scientific. You know, I'll talk about <laughs> astrology in my family. And the dinner table, I have an older brother, three years older, and we always talked at the dinner table. It was a we're very close-knit family. And I broached the subject, and I quickly got, uh-uh, this isn't flying either, you know. And, yeah, and and I was like, okay, uh, I'm just going to go about my business, you know, um, because they just, my, my father came from a very scientific background. His father was an inventor. So there was that. Uh, my mother was very intuitive, but closed that down. It's now reopened. So it wasn't until much later, I mean much later in life, I'm going to say, Actually, not until 1990 Wow! when I said, uh, I just started doing readings, and I said, I'm quitting my job. And they said, what? <laughs> <You're>, you, have <laughs> a steady, you know, you have a steady paycheck, and you have health insurance, and you're just going to quit and do readings? And I said, yes, I am. And I, I told myself when, and when I was, when I turned 35, I was working for a dentist for a very long time, and I, and I told myself when I turned 35, I'm giving him notice, and that's that, and I'm going to move into you know, doing my psychic work and my healing work, and I haven't looked back since. But what was it? But it took my, it took my, but it took my when my fa- actually when my father really got me in 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 that way he was always very supportive of me in many many ways but that world to him was a bit foreign well when he was ill and he was going to transition throughout that whole process i was doing energy work on him 
And the first time, well, my mother, I used to work on my mother, so she was open to that. And my brother, my mom would say, oh, she'd say to my dad, oh, honey, you have to feel this. Her hands get so hot. It feels so good. I'm so relaxed. And he was like, I'm happy for you, but no thank you. Then when Mm -hmm. he got ill, I just went, that's it. I'm going to start working on him. And the first time I worked on him, he looked at me and said, now I know. Oh, ooh! I got chills. Now I know. Yeah, yeah. so beautiful, so so beautiful. And I continued, uh, you know, with him throughout the journey of his, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was really beautiful. And uh, my mother is still my a big cheerleader, and so it's good. It just took a long time because it was. You know, foreign, you know, and nobody mm-hmm. back then really, you know, mainstream wasn't talking about it very no. much. It's certainly Mm-mm. not like what it is today. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah, it was it was hush-hush. It was things um, like my mother would get readings every now and then, um, and it, it wasn't something. She wouldn't even tell my father or anything like that. You know, it was just real hush-hush. But it was something that she loved to talk about. Now, um, what happened that spurred your spiritual gifts? There was some block you had to. Um... Yeah, I, 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 like I mentioned, I came from a very loving family, very close-knit family, though my personal relationships in the dating world, not friendships, but dating, I had a string of very abusive relationships. It just didn't add up. It didn't make sense to me. Why would I be attracting this? Mm-hmm. So, so, and I thought something, something must have happened. Like something, there's some piece of information. And then I realized I've got emotional amnesia. There's something here, and I set out to discover what it was. And that was in 1990, and that's when I worked with a hypnotherapist, and I, I and I went to several psychics also. Oh. And I, because I started to get glimmers, it started like it started to unravel, and I went, I was abused. I, I bet I was raped. I mean, I just had that feeling, and I went to several people, and nobody validated it. So then I was feeling really, very out there. I was like, I was so sure, and no one's validating, and now I just really don't get what's happening here. But I kept on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I know I'm right, and these people, for whatever reason, it was what it was, and I kept on. And then I became a certified uh, alchemical hypnotherapist in 91, and and it, and it all came to me, I mean, with great detail. And I was, thank you. I knew it. I knew it. And I think the reason that others didn't validate me was for me to own my power and to stay in my truth, even though others were not seeing it as such. And, you know, that was pretty foreign for me back then, too. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I always felt the pain of the world. I always talked to spirit. And as a little girl, I never understood why there has to be so much pain and suffering. And then I realized, wow, I had some of my own. You know, and the healing and the freedom that I experienced, you know, from my personal healing journey, I, I just knew that I needed to help others in any way that I could. 
and my whole life has always been about attracting animals as well as people, or they just show up, um, and then I can help them in any way that I can, and that's always been a part of my path. So then the hypnotherapy going through that was um, really beneficial. It really brought all of it forward. And then, Absolutely. so yeah. yeah, you found your power in that. That um, you're right, and and you found that on your own in your own way at your own time. And I think that's really an important clue for a lot of people. Because you can try to um, talk to people or show people, and and they they won't be ready. And sometimes, yeah, uh, they are to find it on their own, like you did. And that yeah, it's, well, you, you know, I mean, what mm-hmm. we, our path of service is a huge responsibility. You it know? is, and and if a person isn't ready, uh, it can be very damaging for mm-hmm. To have whatever the information is, but if, if an individual isn't ready to process that, it could really set them back. And, you know, that's not the point of, of healing. Mm-hmm. I think it's about having as much grace as one can you know, on one's journey. to hold Right, on. yeah. Um, and that's amazing how our subconscious is where it completely blocked it out so you didn't have to deal with it. But you knew that that block was there, and it really was serving a purpose for you. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, a a very strong, heavy purpose. Um, And and then, in turn, that gives you more compassion, more understanding for other people and love. And so I can just see a real benefit in it. And I also find it interesting that a lot of psychic mediums uh, didn't see that in you. Because your soul was not presenting that yet. That was for you to learn. And, and they weren't, it, it wasn't being presented in your energy, you know, when they were doing readings. So that's interesting too. The, it just validates what I, I pretty much believe. Yeah. Huh? It's yeah. It's very frustrating, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. I thought I finally figured it out, you know, and, um, and I did, you know. I And let's see. Oh, I've got so many questions. So now you've been on this journey and started doing readings in 1990? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, the older you get, um, do you feel the stronger your abilities have become? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. who I was then and what I was able to offer then uh, though good is very different than who I have become. You know, I, I mean, I think it's it's almost like I, I think I can equate it to 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 going to school. You know, and mm-hmm. you graduate different grades, and you learn something with each year. You know, it's an unfoldment for me, anyway. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that it just came to them and. That's how they they are, but that hasn't been my journey. You know, um, I've I've connected deeper and deeper with with my team. I've connected deeper with myself. So you put the, that together, and it's it's richer, and it's more fulfilling. You know, and and like you said, everybody gets what they are meant to receive at the time. Mm-hmm. 
So it all served a purpose. Um, you know, my clients way back then, you know, were were happy with with my service. But like I said, if you were to put me side by side, Elaine in 1990 and Elaine now, vastly different. Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, about every week it kind of changes with me. <laughs> One week it's this way, the next week. It just gets deeper and deeper. And what I notice is it's getting more cosmic, more galactic. It's getting bigger and bigger, you know. And and for a long time, I, I wouldn't allow that. So were, were, was there a time when you were afraid of uh, your abilities? I mean, I, I don't – Oh, because I don't really sense that because it was like with the elementals and all that, they gently brought you in. It was so loving and kind, you know. Did did you ever have a time like... Well, <laughs> if you bring me animals, uh, that's great. You know, bring me trees, bring me the wind, bring me insects, bring me all of that. I'm happy as I can be. But bring me a human, you know, a person sitting on the edge of my bed that I'm not expecting to be there. I'm going to freak out a little bit. I mean, and that's, you know, that's what happened to me. And that was, uh, when was that? That was in the mid, mid-90s. And I was in bed sleeping, and I had a visitation, and I bolted. I mean, I screamed so loud. I mean, because I was like... How, is this I didn't invite you who are and it scared me it Mm -hmm. really scared me you know so yeah and I had several of those um I was in a bed and breakfast one time and and it was foolish of me because I walked into the room and I saw a departed one but plain as day you know how that is and he was sitting in the chair and he was reading the newspaper and I said hi to him I I didn't I didn't ask him to leave, and so he stayed, you know, and I and I just went about my business. Well, come nightfall, I go to bed, and and all of a sudden I feel somebody's, and I'm alone. I didn't mm-hmm. have anybody, and he gets under the covers, and I feel his foot again, and I was like, no, 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 this is not okay. So, <laughs> you know, so I've had things like that that, you know, are a bit unnerving, for sure. Yeah, that can be a bit unnerving. So how did you get over that? How did you uh, get over the fear, and how did you kind of take control of the situation? You know, I mean, at a well, point I, you have to say, that's enough, and well, boundaries. I learned to use my voice, just like as an empath, feeling everything that I was feeling in the world, and I didn't know that I could ask not to feel that. And an example, one day I was leaving my apartment, and there was a very bad wreck, and I felt what happened to the person, and I just wept. It just rocked me to my core. And I, and at that moment, I just, I just asked. I said, please, if I can't do any good, if I can't be of service, please don't bring me that. Mm-hmm. So I had to, and I didn't have a formal teacher. You know, the, my unfoldment was more on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much with the certification with healing, but I did that for my own advancement because I was already healing, but I couldn't call myself that per se, you know. But with with uh, the readings and my empathy, it was always there, and I didn't know that I can ask not to receive certain things. 
Right. And, um, back in 1991, I believe, yes, when I was doing the hypnotherapy, I was actually working with the police for a while on a, uh, some murder cases, and I would describe with great, great detail what had happened to these people that were murdered. And it got to me so badly that I had to stop. But mm-hmm. it was me learning to use my voice and saying, I'm not meant to do this. Yeah. yeah. I, or I can pick and choose and still feel like I'm really helping, you know, whether it's the animals or people, but helping in a way that when I go to bed at night, my heart is so full and I have a smile on my face and I have but I had to learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those, um, any murder cases like that, the, the emotion of the whole thing um, is can be awfully overwhelming, that's for sure. So what do you like to do the best? Do you like mediumship, psychic, all of it, or um, healing? What is the best thing that you like to say to do? I would say... That recipe right there describes me well because they all fulfill me in different ways. Mm -hmm. All of it, yeah. um, Yeah, it really does. It's the same thing like when I give a reading. You're really getting it all. I mean, I do. I have clearing and healing work on the website, but really you're getting it all. Many times seen this a bazillion times many times in readings tremendous healing happens which is right the same as you know the energy work healing that i do so right it doesn't matter what the form is i just care that that the people benefit from it you know and and feel better for it you know however it comes in right right and that's the important thing um, I know, like with acupressure, um, um, have you read Tea Garden's book? Is that that Jin Chin Dao? Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, um, I use um, her acupressure points in the meridians and all that, and I just use it with um, energy. I just place energy on people's bodies at the points. Like I look at the the picture of the points, the pressure points, and then with my energy, I go, it's them. And then I go in and do it that way. And I never had any formal teaching, really, of that. It was almost natural because, um, you know, like uh, when you look at a picture or something, I really respond to that. And so I I use that, the picture. I guess it's more of a subconscious thing and that that healing is and i've never taken reiki or anything like that but um it just it comes so naturally so that i think that's one of the most important things is how natural a lot of this was for you yes you you uh fine-tuned it by becoming a, a reiki master and doing your hypnotherapy and the other you know, acupressure, but it's such a good, well-rounding of everything, you know, um, and I think that's so important. Now, how the heck did you get to doing the spirit paintings, these paintings, these oh, incredible paintings? Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, from the time I was little, I've loved art, 
and I thought maybe that was going to be my path. And then I discovered, oh, I, I am not very confident at all. So mm-hmm. I, I let that go. And then I revisited that when I graduated from high school. And I went to art college for a year and dropped out because it was terrible. The experience was terrible. And, and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do art as a hobby whenever I feel it. And I, I let it go for decades. I just mm-hmm. let it go. And then see, 1990, 1991 was a really pivotal time for me because I was renting a house and I felt really compelled to, to take my easel out on the, in the yard and start painting. And then, okay, so this is probably going to sound maybe odd to people, <laughs> and I get that. <laughs> but I, I was doing watercolors and I totally started to channel in my body buffalo. Now, buffalo spirit is very dear to me, so it's not odd to me, though what I was experiencing in my body as a buffalo, and I was very vocal, I was very loud, and I thought, oh my God, what are people going to think? And I thought, I don't care. I don't care. And that was an opening uh, for me to do spirit paintings. Um, And that was really stepping fully out of myself and letting spirit come through. Mhm. Out of the comfort out of your comfort zone and Absolutely. and just totally surrendering. So this this one picture that we have, I think it's um she has green eyes with all the watercolors. Yes. That is just stunning. Your work is stunning. How how did that come about to be painted? Um, I mean, was that somebody you saw? Well, no, that was totally that was totally channeled as well. Right, but did you see it in spirit, or did you just feel the energy come down and it just worked through with your hands and the colors? And I, um, I actually worked with a woman. Her name is Whitehawk, and she was instrumental in getting me out of my way because. My innate inclination is as a um, photorealist artist. I like, love detail, so it looks just like a photo. Mm-hmm. So, I have one of those up with the chimpanzee. Uh, okay, yeah, Harry. And so, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Harry. Um, but when I met um, Whitehawk, uh, we hit it off right away because she was steeped in Native American, and that's very dear to my spirit. And she said, you just got to get out of your own way and just be intuitive. Just don't even think about it. Just grab a color. And that was so freeing for me. And I was like, wow. And then I put it away for a while again, many years. And then it just opened back up where when I do the spirit paintings, I have no idea what it's going to be, truly. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just look at the canvas and I don't have, and I just pick up colors. And I just go. It just and it and it and it becomes. It totally comes through me. I'm not looking at anything. It just happens, which is very different than the photorealism, which I very think, much. You know. Yeah. 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 The detail in the photorealism is absolutely amazing. I, <laughs> Harry is just adorable. He just speaks. <laughs> and the other one. Uh, feels so spiritual. I mean, and there's all kinds of 
people and things in there. It's just yeah. beautiful. Um, well, so channeled, now, the channeled art is also a healing tool for people, and it's multi-layered, and there's so many images within images, and some are more obvious. And mm-hmm. I'm like I sat with some of my paintings, and years later, go, I never saw that before. <laughs> and, and the beauty also to the spirit paintings is for people who are not necessarily drawn to psychic work, mediumship, mm-hmm. or, you know, for whatever reason, but art, art speaks to people on a whole other level. So they are getting healing through images, through colors, but not necessarily aware of it for some folks, you know. So I think it was another way for spirit to say, here's how you can also do healing work without it being in the traditional hands-on, let's say, type of thing. Right, right. And and I agree because it, it like, uh, pictures attract me and I learn from them. Um, that's the same thing that these are doing. So people can contact you then to do spirit paintings? Yeah, they can, sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't even imagine what mine would look like. <laughs> I don't know. It's always a surprise to me, too, because, again, it's not me, you know, doing it. Right, right, yeah, so, that's uh, true. Sometimes it takes a really long time, I just have to say. Um, I, You know, some people I, I perhaps can knock them out, uh, but the way I work with spirit, it's a very... When I do these, it's very it's a very slow process um, because it's I I really can't explain it. I I absolutely have to connect with spirit and step aside. Mm-hmm. But I might one day only put four strokes on a canvas because that's the only information that's coming through. I'm I'm clearly not in charge. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, I understand. Yeah. So it's not like I can say, oh, I can have it done in a week because that wouldn't be fair, you know, because I I can't, you know, unless spirit changes how <laughs> spirit works with me, you know. But right now, it it's a slower process mm-hmm. to, to complete a piece, and sometimes. It's indicative of where a person is in their life that certain information hasn't come forward yet, but it needs to be a part of the painting. So it's really fascinating. It is. It's interesting. I'm just looking. I have the one of the, um, I think it's a wolf. Uh, is that one a wolf from your website? Mm-hmm. Or a coyote? Wolf, so yeah, he's beautiful. Is it, the painting? is it the painting and he's got a bird on his head? <laughs> um. I think so, and there's like a an opening with um five or, or no four figures yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's interesting and um now, see, I don't see the bird on his head, everybody else sees it in the chat room. <laughs> people what to see because I, I, I you know I just don't but I just I wanted to make sure I knew what piece you were talking about and that's what came to my mind yeah yeah and well they see it I see I see a hunting dog on top of his head so I think a hunting okay. dog was after him at one point <laughs> it, so way up there I kind of do see a bird I, it's just beautiful and then the one with the light too oh that one makes me sweat I can't even look at it what what was going on with the channeling of that one with that light 
Now, which one are you referring to? Tell it's on your website, and it's it's got a yellow center with the white light coming through. Oh, it's got part in it. That's called Hope and Healing. That's a that's a uh, it's a healing mandala that I channeled, and it's called Hope and Healing. So it's really infused with uh, that energy. Yeah, I can feel that. I mean, it really makes me sweat. So, I mean, it's doing something. It's very warm. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel it. Ooh, I could use that. <laughs> yeah, and somebody says they can see a palm behind the light. A hand, right? The palm of a hand. I'm, I'm not going to tell. Whatever, you know, what somebody sees and what somebody experiences is right and true for them, you know. Right. That is so true. Somebody else will see something, somebody else, and it is a message specially for them. So exactly. that's what is so amazing. That's just another opening for you to get messages through, you know, and that's, oh, I just love that. I just, oh, this one is one of my favorite, the elephant. With her head bowed, head, you know, forehead to forehead. Yeah. Oh, now, my that, God. Now that's not one of my originals. That's why it says a version of, and that was a show called Ashes and Snow. It was oh, a yes. photography show that, I mean, uh-huh. it touched my knees. It just so touched me. And I, so I just wanted to do, you know, my version of that and uh, that. Oh, my God, it's gorgeous. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had seen a picture of that, and I went off into ashes and snow for a long time. And remember I told you I would listen. I think I was talking to you about it, that I, every time I hear you, I think you introduced me to that. Every time I hear the intro with that voice, yes. oh, I oh, I start crying. Instantly, and I'm just—it makes me. I, I absolutely—if I would have had gone to that, I probably would have fainted or something because um, it—it it touched me so much. The photography, the way it was filmed, everything. It that if anybody can go look that up online. Um, what is it? Ashes and snow. Ashes and snow. Oh, it, it really was a phenomenal exhibit. Yeah, I bought the uh, DVD of it because, I mean, it just so touches the soul on such a deep, deep level. It does, and and I think, you know, I kept I kept saying I, it just, it's so overwhelming to me, and you said it's the bliss. You know the bliss. You feel it. You sense it. You know that that's what you're touching into, and that peaceful bliss, and oh, it was so perfect, and it still to this day makes me want to go <laughs> listen to. I used to even play that on my show, the intro to that, because um, a place of bliss, and I was just ah. So some things are so powerful, and art is one of them. And um, the way that whole thing, this is just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. Love, 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 love. Everybody loves it in the chat room too. Yeah, it's now. Oh, that was it. I, I did. You, I didn't have any more on the website, or I would have put more up because they were just. And even the one with the um, chief, um, it doesn't show all the feathers that are at the bottom of that painting that I'm showing. There are such detail, which uh, Elaine is amazing at. I, I, I just the detail is incredible. 
Oh, so, yeah. There's one more image on the um, website that people can see, and that's the one with the dog with one eye. Oh, right. <laughs> if, yeah, you'll still have that on there if it doesn't yeah. get sold. Because <laughs> I think things are moving. <laughs> um, so... Oh, yeah, and you did study painting, but you didn't really study it all that much. I no, mean, I really. study painting. What I did is, like I said, I took that one year in art college, and if you look at my portfolio, you'll see a lot of profanity and a lot of scribbling because I was very frustrated because I did not get the training. I wanted technical training. And mm -hmm. the instructors that I had, there were two that were um, pretty decent for what I was looking for, and then the others, it, we were just not in the same ballpark at all. And then fast forward to, I think it was 2005, yeah, 2005, I studied with someone for seven months, and that was a foundational piece. And I would have stayed longer, but his personality I found um, hurtful. And I thought, I cannot do this. I'm not going to do it. And I left. So um, so that was the piece I got from him was about seven months. And that was foundational with drawing and then, um, and then some painting. So now, now you're doing readings. Um, you do psychic readings, readings, and mediumship. And um, and probably a culmination of the whole thing, I would think. I do. And um, what is it that? Um, so what's in the future? What what's in the future for you as far as that? Um. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the older you get the better it gets everything gets better um, I think that the focus um, and I mean I love the young psychic mediums uh, coming up and I've been mentoring a few here and there and they are amazing but uh, and, and a lot of them um, are even spiritually aware of the more in-depth teachings, you know, um, on like a cosmic uh, universal level. They, un they understand that. But yet there seems there always has to be this bridge, I think, uh, that bridges you to it emotionally um, from what you've gone through in your life. And so what they always ask, well, what do I do? What do I do? I said you get yourself your first grounding techniques and centering and, and you start doing your own work, and then you live your life. You live your life. You you have a good time. You experience life because those life experiences give you the depth that that you that you gather along the way. 
and then um, you use that. So I I am amazed with some of them, but um, they they need some depth, and that is just experience. And but some, you know, it's it's so much more accepted now than it was uh, when we were young that. Um, they're really coming out of the starting gate with a lot more confidence. Right, right. Yeah. Well, the children that are being born these days, oh, my God, you just look into their eyes, and some of them I just look at them and go, you tell me, you know, you tell me, because uh, some of them are just so wise beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's very, very exciting. It is. It's. I'm. I'm noticing changes all the time. Even a lot of. Do. Do you think that a lot of the mental illnesses, say depression and bipolar, sometimes, and um, panic disorders, are sometimes people that actually have gifts that maybe have been, yeah, diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with some, and, you know, of course I'm not a doctor, but I'm in the realm that I'm in, and I've worked with some that were actually misdiagnosed mm-hmm. as having certain this, that, and the other, you know, and with, by working with them, you know, it was discovered, you know, it's, these are gifts you're accessing, your guides, your angels, you're not crazy, you know, but you have to be careful with that because, you know, some people really are in need of other type of care, but I trust, I trust how my team works with me and they would never have me say such a thing if it wasn't on point. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, and, uh, but to, to see the shifts and changes with some people, um, it's extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. I have seen people that had um, panic disorders. They were empaths and had uh, they would panic. Um, now, they wouldn't panic, pa- panic at the moment when they were meeting somebody, even though they were feeling all this. <clears throat> but it would get in their energy, and then later on, uh, all of a sudden, they would feel it even more because they weren't clearing themselves enough. So I've seen people that actually, when they do clearing work and centering work, it it alleviates. It starts to go away. So, um, yeah, I've well, seen the work that. What you do is is so so foundational and so important. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, it is. So That's what you do. What you do, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that go into it without the proper no knowing. And, and it can change things dramatically, and sometimes it's not the most pleasant, you know. So I'm so grateful for the work that you do and how you do what you do. Do what you do, and you do it. <laughs> it is important work, though. It is. And there's lots of – I think that's what us old-timers are around for now is to wrap our arms around um, the young ones and say, you know, it's okay. This is how we approach it. And a spiritual foundation is the number one um, most important thing. Because, you know, there's times when you run into some freaky readings, you know, now and then. And um, you have to be able to handle um, what you're seeing, feeling, and knowing coming from another person. How do you handle situations like that? Like if you, 
if you're giving a reading and somebody has has suffered some abuse and um, maybe it was sexual abuse or just, you know, physical or emotional and they have created some thought forms around them, how do you handle that? Carefully. Yeah, yeah. I know. Some of that can be pretty scary. That's why some of the younger um, psychic mediums, you know, they just they start to panic. Now, if you have your spiritual foundation, then you always go back to the spiritual foundation. And you, you feel protected within your mantle of light or, you know, I'm sure you have your way of doing things also. Everybody has... You know, it's funny. We each do different modalities of touching into God or source, and they're just slightly different, but they're kind of the same. So, like, what what would you do for for? And I hate to use the word protection, but to keep yourself encased in light as you're reading somebody that maybe has some baggage, let's say, or visitors <laughs> that are not, you know, the ones right. you, you know. Really well, wanna for me grounding is essential, which i I figured it out because again, I didn't have formal training and uh and it was through actually rolfing that I felt my feet for the first time ever mm-hmm. I, I, and I was like, oh my God, I mean, I know I have feet, but I never felt them on the ground <laughs> ever, you know? yeah, you know, and when I felt them, I was like, wow. And that was that was in the mid '90s when that happened. So from then on, I've been working with you know grounding myself has to be first and foremost. I have to have the anchor. I can't just be floating out there. Mm-hmm. And from from establishing you know from on high to way down into Mother Earth and anchoring in, that's my foundational piece. Then I go in and make sure that my field is clean and clear so i'll go through i might do uh the violet flame as as one that i normally is a go-to for me so i make sure that i'm clear before i put my protections up and right then i go into doing that because i don't want to close in things within me that I don't need to be holding on to, you know, whether it's my own and or someone else's, it's kind of all the same anyway, the way I look at it. So I clear it out and then I do, I do uh, several rounds. It, it, It varies. I have my staple, but then depending on what kind of situation I'm walking into, the energy of the day. I mean, you know, there's a lot of nuances. I might, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll buffer up with, with different things if, if I need to. You know, uh, but I always make it clear what is allowed and what isn't allowed. Right. I had to learn that because nobody taught me. You know, so I kind of learned the hard way, but I got there. You know. And the interesting thing too is um, always uh, setting the intent, like um, or what you'll what your boundaries are. Like I don't want to know if somebody's going to die. I, I I don't want, I will never tell anybody, well, it looks like you're, <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine saying that. So I, I ask not to have that information. And also, when doing mediumship, if um, they died a, a violent death, I don't want to see it. You can tell me about it. We can talk about it. But um, 
I don't want to, um, um, you know, have to um, see it. I just, because uh, still to this day, I, I if I saw it, I would just stare at it and then, every, you know, I'd be into that, seeing it and not doing what I need to do. It would just, um, too, it, it would just take too much for me and I'd get all mixed up. So, yeah, I always set that intent and... Um, but I think it's very rewarding. Um, like I was reading some of your testimonials, and um, people are so thankful for the work that you do. And um, I know also as a doing it myself that it is it's very rewarding, and um, that you really can change lives. And so in that is that awesome responsibility. Um, that we all have to teach young mediums. It's all our responsibility to teach them that there are ethics. Um, and so, yeah, that can, um, th- that's very important. So some of these uh, youngsters, <laughs> I like to call them, which I have a lot of respect for and, and love, um, they you know, ethics has to be all named out for them. And sometimes that can be a tricky thing too, you know. Like do you, like people, like they'll say, well, can you tell me about my husband or my boyfriend? And I said, I can only tell you as it relates to you. You know, I'm not going to tell you, um, you know, other things. Sometimes that can be tricky, don't you think? Do you ever get questions like that? I do. Uh, yeah, and or sometimes I might uh, be working with a couple, and I have to ask them both. Well, you know, where is it okay for me to go? Because if I open the door, and you're telling me not to edit, then you're going to get the information. Are you sure you want the information? And I, I make sure that both parties are in agreement with whatever the information is. But I, right, I, yeah. I personally won't cross the boundary. I won't do it. You know, I'm, all, I'm right. here to be of service in helping to heal and not create a bigger commotion in any kind of way, shape, or form. In- Are you there? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know if I lose people or not. I always have to double check. So... I just think that, um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. I always think this is a kind of funny question, but it, it's true. Like, do you think that uh, Source or the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, has a sense of humor? Absolutely. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I, I, and I find myself laughing about things, and I think I'm, I my my former self, how how I used to be, and I would have never have laughed at some of the things that I laugh out now, and I'm so glad for it, you know, because there has to be levity. There just has to be, you know, and I'm so grateful that, you know, Spirit's got that humor in some of my guides. I mean, not all of them do. Some of them are, <laughs> are can be a bit stern, um, but I, I absolutely there's a sense of humor. Thank God for that. Yeah, I get, um, I always, um, get this, this joyful part and then I, of this energy and then I think, you know, this is all joy and love and, and happiness 
And it's so hard because sometimes you have somebody that's lost a child or a spouse or a mother or father they were very close to. And they're in so much pain and then their family member is having a good time. You know, I mean, they look beautiful. They're in this gorgeous light. They're at home. They're so peaceful and full of joy. And that communication can be so powerful for what they have to say to their loved one because um, it, it's, it can be so healing. But the, sometimes they make jokes. Sometimes they uh, high-five me. You know, or they'll they'll say something, and, and but there are those too that aren't so um, happy. But most of them are, and all the teachers I work with, you know, they're always um, so joyful, and so and and having a good time, you know, and laughing. And like if I trip and fall, or I walk into a wall, which I do a lot. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not graceful. I'm like a bull in a china shop. And um, they laugh. I can hear laughing. And I get the biggest kick out of that. Because um, it's the the whole message is don't take yourself too seriously here. Okay? Right. That, that was the point I was making that earlier I, you know, I took everything to heart. I still do. But I've learned to enjoy and not take everything so seriously, you know, and they said for the longest time they were like, Elaine, lighten up, lighten up. And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, there's the suffering, there's the, you know, and they're like, yes, and still, yeah. still enjoy. And so, you know, if I'm reading somebody and it's mediumship and their loved one has a great sense of humor and I'm, I'm just tuning in, I haven't spoken yet to my client and I'll just start cracking up and then I look at my client and I'll just say you know because I'm going I don't want them to think I'm being disrespectful but their loved one is so funny and I can't get my words out yet and then I explain to them you know so and so has a great sense of humor and then they'll smile and say yes 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 you know and then we're all <laughs> running you know? it's, it's a beautiful thing it really is I think I enjoy um all of it too. I enjoy um, when I'm doing a reading, and my I notice my energy interacting with theirs, and it sometimes automatically, um, if it's okay with them, um, I start clearing their energy. That's fine. So there goes the energy work, and then you have the psychic reading, and then you have the mediumship intertwined, and you have. Um, talking to them on different levels of reality also going on so because all readings are multi-dimensional and so all this is going on and it is an amazing process and I'm so glad we have you out there uh, doing the work because you're an amazing uh, person and I just love you to death and I think I you have you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> And I think you have incredible compassion and love for people, and you're so gentle and kind. And um, I just am so thankful that you came on here tonight with me, and we could have this chat. And we had a kerfuffle, and we made it through that, and I certainly think it was worth waiting and, and going ahead and doing it and over again so we could get it right. But if anybody would like to um, go to Elaine's website and check her out, it's ElainePsychicHealer.net. And her phone number, if you'd like to book an appointment or talk with Elaine, is 
252-4331. And she is a sweetheart. She is just a sweetheart. She's multi-talented. She's just incredible. She can do it all. And um, she's a good friend. I love her dearly. And um, she's patient with me. So <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So, Elaine, uh, would you like to say any final words or anything? Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being patient with Intuitox bumping us out of the other one. So we'll have to see how I uh, how this works. So I thank you all for being here, and um, I will talk to you next time. And uh, don't forget the reading show on Saturday that I do on Block Talk Radio on Supernatural Radio. Um, presented by purpleplates.com and it's the Renee Richards show on Saturdays at 5 o'clock Pacific. Thank you. Good night. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh, honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. (laughs) Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.